Hi guys, and welcome back to Talk Hockey to Me. This is Irene. And Ken. And Ken. We're back to our regularly scheduled program, so please tell us who is the worst of the worst this week. Thanks, Irene. And for our rankings, night of uh, February 11th, well, we picked off last week uh, with Columbus. They are at the bottom of our rankings. Not surprised. Well, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, worst record in the league. Uh, only 16 wins so far. Uh, 33 losses. 3-5-2 uh, and two in their last 10. Did win their last game. Yeah, um, you know, they don't have a lot going for them unless they get that first-round pick. Although, their rookie um Marashenko has been pretty good 13 mm. goals in his last 28 games on pace to finish with 21 goals in 45 games um he's he looks like he's potentially making a good case for himself in the Calder trophy so you know bright spots yeah it's not not a lot of that in Columbus but right. yeah, so you gotta <laughs> gotta find a way and it's kind of similar to another team in uh Chicago at 31st and they're five, four, and one in their last ten. But as you know, uh, a lot not going right. But it's been a rebuilding year for the Chicago team. Uh, um, picked up went over Arizona on Friday. They did, and they are currently facing the Blue Jackets. And truthfully, I don't know the score. I was watching a movie with my parents before we started recording this because they are facing the Winnipeg no Jets score. tonight. That's shocking. Um, I think last time Winnipeg got like five goals in the first period on us, um, but. <laughs> Oh, God, there has been so much drama, and Ken, you know how I feel about this, but Patrick Kane, um, you know, had some remarks the other day when Tarasenko landed on the Rangers. I think he thought if he was going to be traded, he's going there. Truthfully, I wonder if that means he will not be traded until he can get to, like, one of those teams that he wants to be on, because I think he is still looking to win. Like, I think him and like Taves have like a really like have always won so it's weird for them not to be winning um and they have a lot of career left in them especially I think Patrick Kane honestly but truthfully I hope he never gets traded <laughs> you know that's just how I feel um yeah they are looking like a struggle bus team and I think at this point in the season they're just going for that number one pick and to openly have a team come out and say that they're actually rebuilding is I think more refreshing than not because not a lot of teams will say that like you'll kind of know but they actually said it so does that mean that their players are happy with it probably not do they have some mm. respect for them coming out and saying it probably and I think it earns their fans respect as well point being they just suck <laughs> and uh yeah like as you said there's a lot of guys you know on the trade list uh Taze and Kane obviously the uh, the top two uh, both of them two in their final years, uh, uh, current contracts, and yeah, like I said, for the Rangers, it looks like he's it's not gonna happen. There is still a way if the Rangers can get a third team, uh, to retain twenty five percent and right. retains half, but uh, yeah, odds of that happening are pretty low, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's still a few teams in the East, especially that could use a guy like Kane. Uh, Buffalo comes to mind. Yeah. As just um, as one, I, for again, example. As much as I think he loves his hometown, I think he wants to win, like most players. Right. Toronto. Toronto's another one, too. <laughs> yeah. Being that big market player. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of the unfortunate part of these teams. You know, it's looking to see, you know, where the star is going to get traded, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. And 
Uh, this uh, next team is kind of the inverse in that they really don't have any uh, veterans uh, on the market, but uh, Anaheim, uh, ranking 30th on our list, uh, beat you in the week in overtime, lost to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, not too much, uh, like I said, not too much going right for them. They did actually uh, are 3-3 three and three in their last six, which is one of the better stretches of the season for them. I was gonna say I think that's the best thing I've heard them do this season. Um, I don't. I'm not trying to be mean, but come on, let's be fair. Uh, yeah, they. I don't know who really Anaheim would have to offer up at this point with the trade deadline looming. I mean, it's just John kind Gibson. Of, yeah, but even then, how good is he? I'm not trying to be mean, but like, there's a point where it comes to like, okay, the players need to get better so you can do something unless again like they're willing to trade like three or four players for like one good player to like kind of make up to kind of supplement that but um i mean i I don't know where the ducks are gonna go and i have no idea how they're gonna start even rebuilding their team and just kind of yeah to be like a contender in the nhl in general they're definitely in the uh, yeah you know if they win the bedard sweepstakes it's gonna take a few more years uh, for this team uh, kind of like Arizona uh, coming in at 29, uh, lost their last contest. Uh, last two, actually, uh, versus St. Louis and uh, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lost uh, three of their last five. And for Arizona, you know, some downs all season. I guess the bright spot is they haven't lost in regulation since January 24. So. Yeah, so at least they're getting points, right? I mean, that's one way to look mm-hmm. at it. Again, I feel like Arizona also hasn't been as bad as I like have expected them to be. Clearly not great, but like not as bad as I was expecting. Um I, I don't know what else there is to say about them, honestly. They're just also trying to win the race, yeah, but um, I don't know if they've tanked hard enough for them to do that. <laughs> right. It's big one, obviously, going back to Canon Taze is Jacob uh Kutrin and his mm. uh trade rumors going around. Uh, he was uh, pulled actually uh, from the game earlier today uh, because of related reasons. So you know the rumor uh, from the experts is there's potential he may go to LA and the Kings may pick him up. Nothing confirmed yet at the time of this recording. Right. Yeah, it'd be a big get for a Kings team that is uh, on the cuffs of a potential playoff uh, spot. If all the things going on there, then you know it, it's a big. Uh, it wouldn't just be a rental, obviously. Uh, right. He has a. Four point six million dollar contract through the twenty four twenty five season. So you know you get it for a couple seasons. Right. Okay. Can I just say I never stop thinking about the fact that um, who was it? Philip Deneau? No. Um. Oh my god, his name just totally slipped my mind. Oh my god, the guy who was on the Arizona Coyotes went to the Blackhawks to win the cup in 2015 and then went back to the coyotes literally the start of the next season it's like the second half of the season he went to the blackhawks literally won the cup and then went back oh my god why can't i remember his name that's what that's reminding me of though when you're like it's not like he's just like a buy-in for the like he's like a he's not just a rental he's like a buy-in sorry that's what i meant to say but that's um that's what it reminded me of did you find his name? Because I literally am blinking so no, hard. No, I'm right looking. Now. I I got no clue. Here, you you uh, go on to our Ant- next team. Anton well, Vermette. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. I knew it was some French ass sounding name, but I just um yeah, that was a I never stopped thinking about that. I'm like, remember that one time we just got him because Patrick Kane got injured, so we like got a bunch of players and that happened. <laughs> Wild. 
Yeah, man. Uh, moving on uh, to our next team here. Uh, we have 28th. We have Vancouver. Uh, it's been a pretty down season for them. Uh, I think said the firing of... season is the word. <laughs> no, it's been a, it's been yeah, a it's... hard season for them. I yeah, mean, Horvat the... goes to the Islanders, Islands. right? Like, I mean, what else? Who else do you have to like look forward to? But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, for uh, Vancouver, like I said, uh, been struggling. They uh, did beat New York, uh, the Islanders. Funny enough, back, but uh, uh, lost earlier today to Detroit. And yeah, like I said, uh, you know they're firmly in uh, the hunt for Bedard. Mm-hmm. And just trying to develop the young guys that they keep. You know, I don't. I figure it won't be their last move of, uh, the, of the regular season. I expect them to make a couple more trades, but, yeah, you know, it's it's gonna be a lot to kind of recess the value of uh, some of these teams been struggling. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of how it is for the bottom Pacific as a whole. Uh, like our next team in San Jose. Uh, you know, we've already gone through Anaheim, uh, Vancouver, and now San Jose. Uh, yeah, for them, uh, had a couple, uh, or she had a win over Tampa Bay coming back from break. They beat mm-hmm. Pittsburgh for the All-Star break. I uh, lost to Florida a couple days ago. Really sorry for San Jose. It always, always has been, and it's just how impressive Eric Carlson's looked. Yeah. Okay, this is the only thing I am actually going to say about San Jose, because I know I, I have to stop rambling when I talk about every team. Let Eric Carlson win with another team. Let him have a good season with somebody else because it just breaks my heart to see him with such a bad team. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, his name's definitely come up a bit. Again, as you said, I like to see him move to another team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of a team like Vegas, you know, they you know they are not shy of uh, going in for uh, uh, big money players. And, you know, I know the age, Carson's a bit older, but, you know, the talent's uh, definitely still there. At least it came back, I'm saying. Moving on to our next team, at 26, we have St. Louis. And, yeah, it's been an up-and-down season for the Blues, mm. and uh, they've hit the Blues. Lost their last five contests. Uh, worst losing streak in the league uh, right now. Three and seven in their last ten. And, yeah, that uh, success uh, they had. And a lot of it was uh, the goaltending well, a lot of it was a defense uh, as well as some goaltending, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really faltered. Uh, did win earlier today, six uh, five overtime win uh, right. versus Arizona. But before that, you know, uh, this and this was entering uh, the break, uh, losing to uh, Winnipeg, Colorado, Arizona, Buffalo, Chicago. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, when your head coach comes out and says something against your goalie, I think things are pretty bad. Um, However, I mean, I to be fair, I don't think I'd ever recover for that. I would just from that, I would just like retire on the spot, truthfully. But <laughs> that being said, you know, they trade away Tarasenko. You gotta wonder what about their captain? You gotta wonder like just what are they just gonna tear everything down and start over? And it's interesting because they did win the cup, but they also kind of won the cup on a wing and a prayer. Like, I mean, like it wasn't no one expected them to do that. And then I'm talking clearly a few years ago, but I'm just saying, like, it's such a demise. But do you really just sit there and think, do we just start all over again? Because we don't know what direction we're headed in and we keep going so far up and down all the time that do we have to start over or do we have to at least just kind of rebrand almost? Yeah, the Blues staggered into that all-star break. They're outscored 23-10 to 10, uh, during that stretch. And I think it was good from uh, GM Doug Armstrong. He said, you know, he's not looking to rush anything. 
uh, he, he wants to see how the guys respond, and he's, I don't want to say he's firmly on Team Tank, but he's definitely understanding that, you know, this ain't going to be 2019, you know, this is probably going to be a lost year for them. Yeah, you know, for St. Louis, I think they know, you know, this season uh, is a wash, and it's a matter mm-hmm. of just trying to recoup some assets. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. unfortunately, the way you do that is kind of getting rid of your best current ones. I mean, it's like a tit for tat, almost. Yeah, and similarly to the Blues, uh, we have Montreal, another team who, who kind of fell in the same boat where they made the Stanley Cup and mm-hmm. have kind of fallen. Uh, yeah, it was looking at their stats, you know, first uh, in penalty minutes, a lot of penalties. They take mm-hmm. uh, three first power plays, not really scoring a lot, giving up a lot of goals. Uh, not right, not a lot going right for them. Uh, did win today versus uh, the Islanders, but really we're looking at uh, just kind of seeing the evolution of the young guys like uh, Nick Suzuki and him stepping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a captain for this rebuilding squad and also you know which halves are going to get moved to the deadline yeah um i think it'll be interesting to see if they mo- not that like i know people want to like make moves and everybody like always wants to have this like groundbreaking tra- trade deadline like thing to like be like oh my god is our team going to be the next person that does x y and z but the thing is you have to have people to trade and like people have to be willing to want what you have and not everybody is even if they are a good player sometimes they're like okay but i have this person this person and this person that does the job and is cheaper or you know just works with our model or mold whatever you want to call it right now so think it'll be interesting again like you said they're kind of like the blues where they they had such highs and now they're having such lows and i feel like they're also just kind of scrapping the table and then restarting yeah, and uh, moving on now, the East, uh, just talking about Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, it's inconsistency there on their end. You know, coming back from break, mm-hmm. a big 2-1 win over Edmonton, uh, and then follow that loss uh, in shootout uh, versus Nashville. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for them, it was all before, but uh, John Tortorella gained a lot out of this team. You know, the talent, the roster talent isn't really there. But, you know, they, they've been staying in the fight. It doesn't mean much. They're only mm-hmm. above uh, Columbus in the, the Metro standings. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, again, we've talked about it, but we thought it was interesting just especially with the type of start that they did have. And I think we were both like, hey, like this could be something, right? Like this could be a team that um, – that could do something and have fun with their season. And then they kind of took a really hard tumble and then now they're kind of here. And I don't think they know where they want to go next. Well, ownership sure doesn't, you know, they're always trying to put a well, product yeah. out there, but All right. yeah, it's, I mean, I think yeah. the biggest thing for them is like James Van Riemsdyk and like, where will he go? Mm. And then who will, what will they get in return for that? You know, it's just like, again, it's that whole thing of, okay, we can trade our way our pieces, but what are we going to get in return? So is it worth it at that point to trade it away? Unless like, you know, the guy's demanding a trade and he has the power to do that, but not everybody does. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the team announced too uh, earlier this week that, you know, the April tickets uh, are on us for the season holders. So they're not looking to. Uh, oh, so you're a season holder for the Philadelphia Friday. Oh, no, I'm just. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. Got him. They, you know, uh, they're kind of sending the message there that, you know, don't expect this team to make the playoffs. But yeah, for, for them, they, at the very least, I expect them to be a lot worse. They're playing uh, hockey 500. You know, they're 22, 22, and 10. Which is uh, better than I would have pegged them for 54 games through the season. Right. Yeah, but 
Uh, keeping it in uh, 23, we have Detroit. Mm. And Detroit, uh, now we're starting to get to the teams who are still, I'd already still in the hunt for a playoff spot. And uh, Detroit, a lot of climbing to do, but um, coming back from the All-Star break, a 2-1 win over Calgary and a 5-2 win over Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of their home-and-home stretch versus them. Yeah, and, you know, the Detroit, I said, I think the problem with them is that they are a younger team, so sometimes just regaining your identity, and especially in the division of, like, the East, because there are so many stacked teams that I feel like it's very easy to lose um, – I don't want to say your way. I don't feel like that's a good way of putting it to, to like kind of lose your identity, I guess, like to kind of lose your confidence. And um, it's like, especially when you are the younger team and like everybody always counts you out and everything. I think it is hard for them to kind of bounce back from those like deficits and losses and whatnot. But I do think that they have something there. And I think they just honestly need to remember that they can do this and that they can play hockey well. And it's just because there are other teams out there that are good doesn't mean that they can't be either. Yeah. And, you know, in that same sense, you kind of see that too uh, with Ottawa, uh, 22nd mm-hmm. on our list. You know, their team, you know, obviously the trade rumors or seems the ownership uh, rumors have been. Uh, the highlight for them uh, this season. But they have been playing uh, better hockey uh, as the season has progressed. Remember, they were as low as bottom three uh, back when we first started doing this. But I uh, lost their last game uh, versus Edmonton, a uh, 6-3 earlier today. But, you know, before that, they had a four-game uh, winning stretch entering the break. And, uh, you know, for them, uh, it's about, uh, you know, kind of staying competitive uh, as they try to cling on to a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... My former Blackhawk, Alex DeBrinkett, is doing pretty well with uh, <laughs> Ottawa. Sorry, I can never not make it about the Blackhawks. But he is doing pretty well with them, and I'm happy he is. He was always a good offensive piece. You know, he's on a... He's he's doing pretty good, but I wouldn't say great. But um, I think that he does bring something for them. I do think, though, he could potentially be like a piece to um, get something else for them. Or he could be like an asset down the line for that, like, you know, to like build the team off of. But um, I don't know. I do think that they have potential. I would love to know what the hell is going on with Ryan Reynolds purchasing the team again. <laughs> I just want to know what the hell is going on. Like, why was there so much hype for nothing? Like, don't get me excited I, for nothing. I mean, pot- potential owners, they're going to look at him on, even as a minority owner, because, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing how how much popularity he got and you know kind of the frenzy surrounding him it'd be fun to see him uh in the owner's booth yeah and we're not to 21 on our list we have buffalo like going back to the east here uh buffalo a team again still in the hunt as of now which is impressive uh considering it's february usually they'd be out out of the chase by now uh really it's been their offense that's keeping them there uh fourth in goal scored the season of 185 same with power uh, and uh, penalty minutes as well, not taking too many penalties. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I feel I, I just find it always interesting because I've never really thought about it until we until I looked into it more. That teams tend to take a lot of penalties during a game, not like yes. a lot, but like there are a lot more penalties. The minutes add up. Yeah. Yeah. Than I feel like I realized before, but so it's interesting to me that they're they're not a very penalized team. Yeah, they uh three game losing skit for them though. 
added on to it today. Seven two lost to Calgary. A big reason was uh they had they lost Tage Thompson due to upper body injury. But mm-hmm. he should uh, be good to go. Yeah, for Sabres is gonna be a tough task. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, seventeen games uh, on the road and same amount of teams in who as of now are currently in a playoff position. So right. you know it's competitive, especially in the East. And yeah, as much as I want to pretend like they are, I really don't think Buffalo will do it. Right. Sorry, but... I know that sounds so mean. I just I don't <laughs> think I feel like again like they always hype themselves up so hard, and then well, you get nothing in return, and it hurts. Yeah. This year was I felt like the first year where they kind of lived up to it, in that you know even if they don't make it, at least they stay competitive. And you know if they could, uh, okay, you got see seventeen games. If you could like. Even if you hit the under, you hit like six, seven wins versus, you know, in those tough competitions, you know, it could carry at least being in the conversation come March. And that's a big win for Buffalo because there haven't been many seasons where they've been in the conversation uh, mm-hmm. heading into the final six weeks of the season. Right. It'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens. But yeah. Who's another, next? yeah. Another team uh, in the Chiefs right now is the Islanders. They're mm. at 20. Just the playoff line in the eastern conference by two points as of today but yeah 20th on our list following a pair of losses to vancouver and montreal i'm them getting bo horvat and they were able to spring around a three-game win streak uh prior to the losses but i mean i just feel like there's something about the um about the Islanders this season that they really just get down on themselves and I don't know why because they can be a team to be reckoned with and we've seen that before but they just really beat themselves up when they lose and I hope that Bull Horvat can like what why are you laughing no it, it, it's true no I thought today was a great example of that I uh, just mm-hmm. watch yeah uh, New York they had uh, the lead uh entering the third mm-hmm. and the defense you just just caved in you know the event and then it, bro- and it broke and Patterson scored twice uh in that third period and uh tying the taking the lead uh for them uh at the end and the later yeah and uh Boulevard the former Islander mm-hmm. uh followed that up to extend uh the lead 6-4 they had already beaten Vancouver uh, mm-hmm. uh back for the break uh remember that first game uh, for Horvat, yeah, and on the aisles, and yeah, like you said, you know, the way had higher expectations, uh, just because they're still, but yeah, it's a team where you know you're losing to Montreal and Vancouver. It's tough to really believe in them, uh, when they face Pittsburgh, Boston, Pittsburgh in the coming week. Right. Also, can I just say that the um, Jets just scored on the Blackhawks, and I'm not surprised. As soon as I start watching, they start losing. <laughs> Jinxed it. I didn't jinx anything. <laughs> I hope you not. just told me. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. And at number 19 now, we have we have Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. 25, 18, and 10 uh, in Pacific. You know, they're a team that get back into the playoffs. But they really cooled off from last season. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they haven't made a lot of noise this season. And I'm kind of surprised. Not that they're ranked so high, but that they even have a potential playoff spot. Like, they have the potential to fight for a playoff spot is what I mean. Um, Just because I don't think I've seen anything that's super entertaining from them. And I feel like that sounds really mean, but I really, I I haven't seen much that, like, has wowed me. And I want to be wowed (laughs) as someone who can't even stop on skating. 
Right, it's you know, for them. Obviously, the big moves over the off season. Jonathan mm-hmm. Huberto is—he did not look like the Huberto we saw in Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, only ten goals, thirty-three points on the season. He lost a lot of accuracy, and part part of that is maybe the, the change in teammates' chemistry. But at the same time, you know, you're ready thirds of the way through the season. You know, we expect that to pick up by now, and it hasn't. Right. Yeah, and yeah, it's just his shot attempts. It's his shots. You know, there's just not very accurate are uh, and yeah it's been a tough goal for calgary and they said they're still in the hunt but i agree you know at the pace this is going they have 60 points right now it's only six behind vegas in the pacific it's gonna take their their chances is, is gonna is really gonna be based off how much the rest of the pacific suffers you know if the rest of the teams go get hot but but the other that happening are pretty slim. Yeah, likewise, you can say the same about uh, their trade partner uh, in Florida. Uh, 18th on our list. Florida is another team where, <laughs> you know, they're, you know, they're in the Atlantic. It's a lot tougher there when you have Boston, uh, Toronto, and Tampa. You know, it just, just feels above the rest of the division mm-hmm. at 83, 72, and 70 points. You know, Florida's next on that list with 58, but it's going to take a lot of catching up for them to uh, get a spot in the East. Right, and I think their biggest problem clearly is their defense, mm. or at least I should say more their goaltending, because they have, like, goal scorers. Like, they can produce the points. Like, the Bruins, Oilers, and Sabres have scored more goals as of the 8th of February, but they just can't do anything, apparently, to stop them from going in net. And it's like, okay, you have one piece figured out, but how do you keep that one piece without... Um, how do you keep the one piece, get the other piece better without sacrificing the already decent piece? Right. And it looked good entering today. You know, they had won uh, three in a row uh, for right. the first time this season. But, uh, yeah, lost 5-3 in Colorado, a game which they had in hand, uh, but then uh, fell in the hole uh, 2-0, tied it 2-2, and, and then finally uh, just everything caved in, uh, fell, went behind 4-2. And all of that happened within about a 65-second time span. Yeah. And so, it's just... yeah, for <laughs> just it, it's just a 90-degree uh, shift from last year. Moving on now to 17, just missing uh, the cut list is Nashville. And, mm. you know, the, it's, shock, it's a bit shocking just because, you know, some, they're you know, just looking at the West and, and the Central, too, specifically behind Minnesota. Uh, behind Colorado, they are winners of four of their last five, including be having beaten Winnipeg, New Jersey break, and beat Philadelphia earlier today. Yeah, I just feel like again Nashville has is kind of like the Flames in the sense that they haven't given me anything to like cheer about or just like be like, oh okay, I have to keep an eye on them or like this person. Mm. Or anything like I, I can see them making uh, it into a playoff spot just because of how bad the West is, but I just <laughs> I don't think they're doing it because they're like very talented at this yeah. current moment in time, I, which sucks. Because I would I think say they had a lot of talent on their team. I would say for me, the one guy who is that wow factor for me is Juicy Sorrows, and That's he fair. he I feel like point. is today was a great example in that a uh, two one win over Philly. He was a great example of kind of just carrying the team uh, to victory. He faced uh-huh. uh, forty five shots. Top 44 of them. Yeah, yes. record-wise, 19-14-5 on the season, but 918 save percentage and 278 goals against. And, you know, that's with a defense which is in the bottom third of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and 
for and two him not really getting a lot of help uh, nashville's 27th uh, in goal scored 28th on the power play but you know Saros is i don't say single-handedly but he is the reason why numbers wise nashville looks a lot better uh, on defense well, I uh, than they really are single-handed considering he's the one that does all the work back in the night but a lot of it me. for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah nashville's a team i feel like because we've seen it uh, before, just mm-hmm. goalies, when they get hot, you know, there's nothing beating them, and they could write that uh, into, at the very least, a playoff spot. Right, but then you can also look at the fact that just because a goalie's hot doesn't mean that they're going to be able to do anything with everything else. Right. Just, and Sorry, just because it doesn't feel like they have the offensive power to back it up. Yeah. First team on our list here at our Super 16 is the team right above them uh, in the Central in Minnesota. Uh, beat New Jersey earlier today, three to two, to get them on our rankings list. And Minnesota, yeah, fifty-eight points on the season, two more than Nashville, and they're a team so really looking to pick it up uh, on both, especially the offense, as you said, Irene. You know, but, yeah, uh, top ten in goals against, and you know, a big part of that is seeing uh, the goaltending from Flurry from Gustafson this season. Yeah, um, and they both, sorry, I just watched the Blackhawks take a four-minute penalty for a high stick. Anyway, my bad, (laughs) and I'm pretty pissed about it because they suck. But, um, (laughs) yeah, no, Minnesota has had really great goaltending, and I think the tandem has really found their chemistry together, and I think there's nothing better than when you can rely on both goaltenders just in case, God forbid, anything happens, or just because you want to kind of give them both, like, equal rest or whatever. So I think... That's a really beautiful thing to have in a team. And I'm kind of disappointed with how much, how, how little the Wild have done this season. But I also think that they have done a lot of things well. I think I just expected probably a little bit more from them. Um, I wonder if Matt Dumba will stay, though. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they'll trade him away for a different key piece that they want. Maybe more offense, but I don't, I don't know who would. They trade. Yeah, they're gonna be. Sorry, I just I had a horrible vision of Patrick Kane as a Minnesota Wild. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see that one happening. (laughs) Neither do I. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be a team to watch. See, see, they're uh kind of stricken by the cap though, so not a lot of moves they can make uh to begin with. So it's kind of is their ceiling, I think. But yeah, for them, they kind of have to make the playoffs just because there's again not a lot of cap space, and you know if the team you know and i'm like you know who are you gonna move you know what i mean this is kind of it for the rest of the season <laughs> right yeah another team in a similar boat is uh washington here at number 15 and you know they had a big win uh earlier today uh that pushed them uh, over the line in our rankings a 2-1 win over boston bruins that's insane it's insane that they were able to do that i mean you know, Alex Ovechkin's great. It's just, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do with themselves because, again, they've had just such a, like, a definition of a roller coaster season. It's just literally, it's like one game up, one game down, one game up, one game down. And it's just like, I don't know yep. where they're going to land, honestly, by the time the season ends. Yeah, this, this was the first game following the break for both teams. And uh, Washington just got better of them, I thought. I oh, just right. haven't watched the game most of the game. And, yeah, so caps the gate, and that was a difference maker. Uh, with uh, Backstrom getting the first goal, and then uh, Jacob Locke, uh, f- uh, filling in clear puck and hat the other way, and getting it past Swayman for a two 
old lead. They eventually won. So yeah, for Washington, I thought a big motivating win. Uh, they're currently uh, above the cut line in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And see where this team goes in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see them doing it, but I can also see them just barely missing it. Hmm. Going to be contending uh, is Pittsburgh and the Penguins at number 14 on our list. Uh, you know, Penguins not looking great this season, but coming mm-hmm. out to beat Colorado 2-1 and had a, a crushing 6-3 win versus Anaheim, which is uh, what they needed uh, in terms of getting off to the right foot on the second half. Yeah, I mean... I clearly think we underestimated Pittsburgh at the beginning of the season, but to be fair, they were pretty trash at the beginning. Pretty streaky, uh, yeah. Yeah, like it's long, not like they were streaks, showing like a good streaks. consistency for us to like be like, yeah, no, they're playing really well, or like, yeah, yeah, clearly cup contenders or something like that. But they have, you know, pulled themselves out of it a little bit. I think this break did everybody pretty good, and um, you know, people got their rest. They were able to heal up some injuries and just kind of keep moving forward so it'll be interesting to see how they keep going um i do see them doing well but i also wonder with them as well just because i know how their core is aging i wonder if they will consider trading away some pieces to kind of keep them rejuvenated and kind of keep them going could be an awesome thing though it'll be interesting to see yeah, especially as you said, you know, with the injuries. Latang, for example, Chris Latang was banged up, uh, mm-hmm. didn't uh, play in the contest versus, and Nick said it's going to be big for them, especially on the road, because this Penguins team has really struggled uh, on the road this season. But they got that win at Anaheim, uh, following that up with game versus. And speaking of uh, LA, Pittsburgh's opponents, let's talk about them next. Uh, 13th on our list, the two currently battling at the time of this recording. They're up, LA's up 1 0 right now in the first. You know, for LA, uh, you know, they've been a team in the hunt, currently tied uh, with Seattle in the Pacific, only a couple points behind Vegas and Edmonton, and the Pacific is really up for grabs, Irene, and LA's a team who could sneak their way up to the top at the end of the season. Yeah, they really could, and I think we definitely thought they would, um, I would say like a few weeks ago, probably before like her Christmas break, um, we really thought they would. Clearly, they had some of their downfalls, which is to be like expected with like an aging core and with people who are newer to the game. Nothing against them. I'm just saying sometimes it it takes a minute to kind of regroup and come back. But um, I I really think they can do it, especially with again how bad the West is. Like I can definitely see them sneaking in there. It, I mean, it's just true at this point. Like not that saying that there aren't good teams, but there are a lot more better teams on the other side. Um, the grass is always greener, but they still have like their issues. And I, I don't think if they make it in that they're going to have a very long playoff run, but I do think right. that they're going to have a fun playoff run. Yeah. They're on that first tier. Uh, you see before the break, you know, losing a Tampa, losing a Carolina, which but, are both very good teams. Yeah. They did win uh, all their games versus, uh, division opponents back in January. So, you know, big, you know, there's a big statement there where, like you said, it's possible they could to the playoffs, but mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, not go far. But I thought, I thought the big story for sure was uh, Copley, how impressive he looked. And Reese this week for LA was getting an extension for Phoenix Copley for a season, which means he's going to be on the roster through the 24 season, which is big mm-hmm. because that means one of John DeQuick or Cal Peterson is going to be off it. And it's shocking, especially for Peterson, because this is a position we thought he would 
uh, be in entering the season is Phoenix came in and took that starting spot from him. Right. And I think that, um, you know, it's just the way the world works and he'll find a spot on somebody else's team. But, you know, you got to do what's best for your team and your fans at that point and just kind of keep moving as much as he is beloved. It is also at what point do you tell him to hang up the skates? Also, I don't want to be the one to have that conversation with a player. I can imagine how hard it <laughs> for is. Quite, but, right. Well, for any player, yeah. especially when you've had such high highs with them, and then to come crashing down and be like, hey, by the way, you just, I, I can't imagine it's an easy conversation, but I guess it's, that's the business side that you kind of have to deal with, which I don't get how people don't get personally attached. I think I'm just too emotional, but th- it is what it is. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Quick turned 37 this year. He's been uh, in LA since 07. So, wow. <laughs> like I said, clock is ticking. Wow. Yeah. Since, you know, it's really funny. So, I used to live in California, and I think 07 was the year we moved back to Chicago. So, interesting. Time is a funny there you thing. Go. It's go been that long. Later. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And moving on out to. Number 12, we have Vegas. Vegas currently atop the Pacific, 66 points. Yeah, it's been a tough goal uh, for uh, the Golden Knights Mm -hmm. uh, so far. And yeah, I mean, just looking at this Vegas team, you know, losing, uh, was it a Mark Mark Stone, uh, you know, Logan Thompson now, uh, week to week lower body injury. You know, the injury is really starting to pile on. Uh, for Vegas, a team that again that was already out Leonard, um, you know, Nolan Patrick, long long term IR, Weber. They decided to remember he's essentially retired. Uh, you know, this team, you know, just a lot, a lot of injuries going down for them. And mm-hmm. yeah, they, like you said, you know, they were a top five team at the start of the season, but you know, with especially with Thompson going down, I mean, things are not looking good. Uh, for Vegas, did win versus five to one earlier this week, but. You know, it's a tough stretch uh, in a couple weeks. They have Tampa, Calgary, Dallas, Colorado. Yeah, and I mean, clearly they've just been plagued with injuries since I would say maybe middle of the season just because I feel Mm -hmm. like they had such a good start. Um, So it's kind of interesting to see. Sucks for them, and I do feel bad because it's (laughs) like you, you work so hard towards a goal, and then it's just like everything can fall apart. But again, the good thing is they kind of are in a sucky division, so I don't foresee them not making the playoffs it's just gonna be like what can they do in the playoffs if these people don't become yeah. healthy by then or yeah. yeah no the big plus is definitely getting zach white white cloud back on the blue line you know he's going back you know the past three four seasons he's right. missed them all uh, you know because of injury and so for him to actually be you know in february you know contributing to this team is huge because uh, again they haven't had a lot of that uh consistency for everyone going uh, up and down Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving now to number eleven. Just missing the top ten. It's Edmonton. I mean, wow, what what a season for them. Again, I just feel like we rank them so high because of how good their offense is. But other than that, to me, they're like not <laughs> super. I don't know. There's just something that I'm just like they're you're missing like a different type of wow factor that I think I want from just like a good team, especially if we're just gonna rank them this high. But um. Clearly, they are doing something right, but I, Connor McDavid. <laughs> well, Connor McDavid always does something right, I guess. Yeah. But it's just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess they're going to make the playoffs probably. At, I'm guessing just because of 
other teams not making it in the West. But um, I don't. I, I just don't have much to say on them that I yeah, haven't already said. I know that's been the key for them, and I'm just looking at the team going back, uh, even before. Uh, the break. You know, the last time they won a game where they scored two was back in December 27 of 2022. They beat Calgary 2-1. to So the offense is going to be the team carrying them to victory. And, you know, we saw that today. And Connor McDavid as well, uh, leading the team, leading the league with 97 points, like the number on his back. And, yeah, he's, and he's such a huge proponent of this team's success. Scored 15 straight games at least one point in 15 straight games mm-hmm. and you know much like uh wayne grutsky he's uh one of only two players to have multiple 15 game point streaks in multiple seasons i wonder what that's like <laughs> it's an edmonton thing that's what we learned <laughs> yeah but no you're absolutely right irene you know it's again tough to judge we, we know again big reason why this team is so successful uh you know mcdavid uh dry's idol uh, nugent hopkins zach hyman as well mm-hmm. And, you know, after that, we talked about last time, team really tails off. At number 10, we have Colorado, uh, the reigning champs. And for Colorado, uh, starting to find their groove again. Had a couple tough losses to Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay coming out of the break. But came back today with a 5-3 win uh, over Florida. Right. And I think that um, Colorado has really battled back from those injuries and kind of proven who they are, which is always great. Um, and I think that they really earned their spot at number 10. I don't think a lot of teams have worked harder than they have, especially just kind of upholding the reputation of the defending Stanley Cup champions. Um, but I think that they, they've really, really tried hard to kind of just make sure that they're established and that people know that they are still a force to be reckoned with. So they'll, they'll be fun to see as they continue going forward and get healthier. It was big for them to win today just because you don't want to go 0-3 uh, oh. on your road trip, especially coming out of break. Right. And for them, it was much like Edmonton's about the offense uh, finding their stride. Uh, so far, just looking at them, they're ranked uh, 24th in goal scored on the season. But and they managed to have a good uh, scoring burst today, uh, especially uh, on special teams as well. And uh, Gorgiev, too, I thought had a good game. Made 42 saves even in spite of uh, giving up three goals. But yeah, like you said, you know, it's uh, they've had to deal a lot of injuries. Uh, today was a good example of that of Eric Johnson uh, getting hurt. So not sure if he'll miss time, but you know, currently, uh, that's another guy again. Down five guys who played in uh, every game for Colorado this season. Right, which is insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, they got Nishkusin back. They got Bowen Byron back as well. So, you know, big plus for a Colorado team. We know, you know, at their peak, this is a contending team. It's just they haven't been healthy enough to get to that point. That's fair. Yeah, moving on up in the Central. At number nine, we have uh, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, second in the Central, uh, currently ahead of Chicago right now. Uh, for them, now their first game uh, since the break. There we go. Yeah, currently up 3 nothing uh, against Chicago. <laughs> but, yeah, they're good. No, just, That's it. That's it. For the top well, ten teams, they're all good. Good night. No, I'm kidding. But really, they're all they're all just good. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, again, it's about uh, turn turning things around. Remember, they ended uh, the first half losing three of their last four games. So for them, it's about finding that success they had at the start of the season and uh, just helping Hellebuck. Hellebuck's had a, a pretty good season so far. 
24, 15, and 1, 245 save, uh, goals against, and 923 save percentage. Yeah, Hellebuck has played out of his goddamn mind. He is like, I will at least get to a championship if it means that I have to carry the entire team on my back, which I think <laughs> is kind of funny, but clearly he's doing it and he's doing something right. It is. He's a big reason, you know, kind of like Nashville staying in conversation. Hellebuck's been a big reason why, you know, the Jets have been uh, in position for a lot of the season. Moving on now to the top eight, and we have Seattle, and uh, they have not been hot coming out of the break, losing three straight, but uh, two tough teams in New Jersey and the Rangers, uh, as well as a loss to the Islanders uh, in their first game. Uh, obviously, a big loss with uh, Andre Burakovsky being placed on IR, lower body injury. So, you know, a big lose, a big loss there, obviously, uh, for Seattle. And yeah, uh, for them, it's about continuing to just roll out four lines that can't score. That's been, I think, their biggest issue of the break. Only four goals score, scored and 13 given up. Yeah, I mean, I think clearly the injury bug has kind of caught up to Seattle as well, and it's funny how it's hitting the West Coast teams. What are you doing over mm-hmm. on the East? But um, no, I'm kidding, kind of. But it's just... <laughs> <laughs> but they have been playing well, and they are doing well, and I think that they just need to not get too in their heads about kind of just like falling behind because regardless you're going to have ups and downs in an 82 game season and i think this is just their down and you can't get in your own head about it or else it really will just take you out of the running and really screw with your entire season right i would say if there is a team that could afford losing their lead scorer it is seattle vince dunn jordan eberly jared mccann maddie baneers Yanni Gord, all scoring 30-plus points, along with uh, Burakowski at 39. Dunn's actually tied with him, and yeah, it's one of the reasons why they've been so dominant uh, in the West, especially in uh, that tight Pacific race, uh, just behind Edmonton uh, and Vegas. But, you know, the West has been uh, so tight at the top, especially uh, looking at another team there in Dallas. And Dallas Stars, 7th on our list, uh, also 7th in goal scored and power play uh, this season. They're 314 and 10 uh, on the season and uh what beat anaheim and minnesota this week did lose the game earlier today to tampa three to one but you know they i thought they played hard uh and yeah again it's, it's about them seeing where they stand as they top the central right now and i feel like people don't talk enough about them and i feel like that's weird coming from me just because i don't like jimmy but that's not the problem um <laughs> <laughs> well Sorry, I always have to slight somebody. Um, but, you know, I just don't feel like they're talked about, the, excuse me, the way that, like, the devil, and I get it, the devil's won on this crazy streak that no one expected them to, especially after such a horrendous, like, first few games. However, I don't feel like the Dallas Stars are actually talked about enough. And I'm like, they're, I know they're in a shitty um, division, but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be talked about. They're clearly doing something right. Jason Robertson literally has 50 goals and 50 assists on pace to project like on pace to finish with 106 points a season that's insane to me and no one's like talking about it he is like i said he is on a roll mm-hmm. and yeah, like i said it's been impressive again remember this is a guy who didn't even uh, team in preseason you know he sat out all season uh getting that contract extension he got it and man it's really paid off he's 20 points above uh rupee hints but like 
they're just a really well-rounded team and i feel like not enough people talk about them except us just kidding but <laughs> yeah <even> ben <laughs> yeah jimmy ben did score in that uh, uh, game today but no for dallas i think for sure it's and seattle but really for dallas you know for them to improve and really be consistent in the top five you know they need another top six forward i mean you know obviously here Richardson doing a lot of the work, but he's gonna need another guy uh, to step up and kind of match that production, kind of like we see with uh, McDavid and Drysaitel. Obviously, not it's not gonna be at that level, but yeah, eh, you need teams, some, teams some know. Today was a good example versus Tampa. You know, they really mm-hmm. locked in on Robertson, gave him no breathing room, played a lot of tight point defense, and it worked. Shut him out, and you know, and not scoring. Uh, they they're not winning too many of those games. I know they did uh, versus uh, Minnesota, but. You know, and like I said, they really look to him uh, to score. Right. Uh, and you need to find yeah, he's somebody obliged. else who can do it when he's not, when he can't do it. Exactly. And speaking of Tampa, they just missed the top top five, currently mm-hmm. having them at six. And yeah, they've they've played an impressive stretch of hockey though so far, uh, winning two straight uh, versus Colorado, shut them out five nothing, and then Dallas beat them three to one. Uh, Tampa, obviously, still a force. You know, their team, mm-hmm. obviously, still well in the conversation uh, to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Top five teams scoring, a third on power play. And, yeah, Tampa's always dangerous. Okay, I'm going to say something about Tampa because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, and I'm not going to disclose any names, but I found out one of the Tampa Bay hockey players is dating a girl that I used to go to high and that I actually coached when I coached lacrosse and then I played lacrosse with her older sister. <laughs> and it's so nuts to me to think about. But anyway, point being, the Tampa Bay Lightning are good. And they're just really good. But they do have their weak spots. And I feel like there's something. I don't know like exactly what they are. But there's something about them that I don't feel like was as shiny as it once was. And I don't know if it's because they've aged or not. Yeah, they're older. Obviously... Yeah. They haven't been the most dominant team in the league. Like a couple mm-hmm. other teams uh, have been in season, which we'll get to. But yeah, it's, it's for them. It's about, you know, just finding. And you know, they lost a couple straight coming out of the break. And now they managed to turn it around. And, you know, getting new guys to score has been huge for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and moving on now to our top five. And I think we got to talk about the Rangers. I love talking about them. And yeah, you know, I know. this Take week. Get away, Ken. I mean, this week has been the week to be a Rangers fan. <laughs> New York currently on a five-game uh, winning stretch and came out of break looking strong. Uh, beat Calgary in overtime. Followed that up with a win versus Vancouver. The wins, I thought, were yesterday versus Seattle and earlier today versus Carolina. And really, to me, what puts them up there is not only beating, uh, winning those games, in regulation, but scoring six on a hot Seattle team and six on a pretty hot Carolina team mm-hmm. uh, as well. And, you know, today's game I thought was of the two hottest teams in the league. And the fact that the Rangers actually came out on top uh, versus a team who was on an eight-game win streak entering tonight is just absolutely mind-blowing. But, you know, you, in the trade we talked about earlier with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko coming in from St. Louis, Made a huge impact yesterday, uh, scoring the first goal of the contest for them. And, yeah, he he's looked outstanding. Panarin and Mika Zibanejad. I don't want to talk about it. 
I just gonna say whatever. It's... They're they've been playing out of their mind, and I wish them nothing but the best. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. Well, you know I the thing is talk about it. <laughs> well, the things you know. Remember that game we went to where Chicago won, right? And Ken, I don't want to talk. <laughs> don't right, well, put I... Chicago and the Rangers in the same sentence. Well, my point is, you know, you go back to that game, and you know there was no no line score in. Uh, when New York was on the ice, they in fact they were given Chicago opportunities to score. So you just hand the fuck and say, "Here, you can score on us." Yes, and they should. A one eighty from a last time. You know, now they they I think have four, arguably four lines. Uh, fade on if Krasovs is in line. Uh, two, you know, run. Uh, two sco- four scoring lines, at least three. You know, with the kid line uh, as well, but. Yeah, it's, it's made them dangerous. And today, too, seeing Artemi Panarin four goals uh, in Carolina scoring, uh, it's, it'll make this team real dangerous come playoff time. Not a favorite in my eyes still. The fact that they're a top-five team now in the NHL is a big improvement from where they were at the start of the season. But it's going to be tough in the Metro, as four uh, mm. is the team right above them uh, in New Jersey. And Jersey did lose to Minnesota today, but... It's still a top five team in my eyes. Yeah, Jack Hughes is out of a body injury week to week. It's a big loss for them. But, you know, when the news broke, uh, they still uh, managed to come up with a win over Seattle. And they're a team that still has a lot of talent of their uh, lean goal scorer uh, going down. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. But um, clearly Dallas is going to be just fine. Or Dallas, I know what I said. The Devils are going to be just fine. And I do know we were talking about the Devils. My head just isn't there because I'm 70 yeah. years old in my mind. But uh, it must be nice to be a good team. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Yeah, like I said, it, he was going down, obviously. Uh, not great leading scorer, obviously. Absolutely 35 goals, not. 67 points. But like I said, still Jesper Bratt uh, is someone who's picked up slack. Uh, Dougie Hamilton as well. Uh, see guys like Nico Heischer step up. That's going to be big for him. Maybe even mm-hmm. he, uh Yegor uh, Shangarovich uh, coming up too. He has 11 goals on the season so far. And uh, not only that, but in net, you know, Vitek Vanacek's really had a good season. It's 22-5-2 on the season. So he's someone who, like Sarles, is definitely going to be a guy who will steal a game for two, even if uh, New Jersey's offense isn't firing on all cylinders. Right. And I mean, that's how it should be. You know, you should be able to, like, rely on others to... To kind of catch the breaks that you need. Yeah, and moving on now to number three, we have uh, Toronto. Toronto uh, s- s- came back from break versus Columbus, had a home-and-home, home, uh, beat them 3-0 yesterday, lost to them a 4-3 today. But Toronto is still a dangerous team, you know, even in spite of that. And a team we talked about earlier looking to make a move or two to really refine their lines. Yeah, and I mean, Toronto has just been absolutely insane. And I just feel like I really hope they don't anticipate, like, they don't build up this anticipation of them being so good just to watch them, like, crumble and fall in the first round because I feel <laughs> like it right. might just happen. And it's, I don't fear. want them to be the stereotype of them st- themselves all the time because I do want them to, like, go and I want them to do it. And I think it would be so much fun and, like, Toronto would have so much fun with it, but I just history right. proves me right. <laughs> and yeah. It just really sucks. Yeah, the question for them is going to be, you know, what happens, you know, with these injured guys. They already lost Nick Robertson uh, for pretty much 
season. Remember, he was out. He went out back in December. Right. Uh, you know, Austin Matthews has been out since before the break on our IR. Uh, Matt Murray is also uh, placed on IR. So, but they're still doing well. So, I mean, exactly. It's why they're they're so high. Just because for the most part they've managed to, you know, stay ahead. But right. yeah, it's gonna be, you know, this stretch is gonna be key for them just to keep winning mm-hmm. in great teams. You know, they face Chicago, Montreal, Chicago again. Uh, At Buffalo, least the Chicago Minnesota. Leafs games are entertaining. They've always have yes. been. It's catching uh, the top of the East at number two, Carolina. And mm-hmm. honestly, this is the closest I feel like it's been uh, in terms of topping Boston. Spoiler alert for number one. You know, before mm-hmm. today, Carolina was on an eight-game win streak and dogs the games too. They beat Boston, actually. One of few teams to do it back on January 29th, 4-1. Came back. Uh, this was their first game back from break. Uh, they did lose to New York. Before that, I was... Uh, in like Buffalo, LA, San Jose. And although they didn't get on the scoreboard much today, only two goals, mm-hmm. uh, they, they I thought, w- did dominate the puck in New York and had a lot of chances. Right. And I mean, to be fair, they've just been playing so well, especially as of late, that it almost, it, I don't want to say shocking because I don't feel like that's fair, but um, it's just, it's great to see them like finally. I guess getting like giving their full potential because I feel like they kind of have been hesitant almost. And I don't feel like that's correct either, just because I know they've also had everybody's had injuries. Everybody gets injured, but they, right. they've they just been, you know, they've just been kind of a little bit lackluster. Like they've still been good, but they're, then they, they've just really yeah. taken it up to another level. And it's just a lot of fun to watch. And they're a fun team to always watch. And I, yeah. I just really adore them. You know that. Right. I, I will say for today, I was the two things was they dominate the puck, but you know they their Achilles heel was they gave up a couple turnovers, which the Rangers converted really mm-hmm. Panarin converted into goals the other way, oh, and did he only two power play chances, but we're zero for two uh, in even with those extra man opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you know, I did I got flashbacks to last year's uh, postseason between these two teams where Carol controlled the puck like seventy five percent of the time. But, you know, 20% of the time, the Rangers get, get it. They end up scoring anyway. And it ends up a, a score where it seems a lot more lopsided than the game really was. But right. <laughs> uh, for Carolina, though, it's definitely still a threat. Uh, not only uh, to the East, but, you know, to topping Boston, who is our number one. Although they really haven't played <laughs> recently. Uh, they've well, lost they thought they could four... fuck around and find out, to be fair. Right. They've lost four of their last five. After that right. huge uh, win streak, mm. a six-game win streak, and you know came back from break today, lost two to one versus uh, Washington. We talked about earlier, but it was a game Washington. I thought uh, looked better in, and yeah, it's for Boston. It's definitely about uh, trying to maintain uh, that spot atop of the NHL. With the loss today, they're still about six points up uh, right. Carolina for uh, the lead. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, and 11 points up above Toronto for, for the Atlantic. but mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it is going to be hard for whoever. Like, they've just built such a cushion for themselves that it will be hard for people to kind of catch up to them. Um, not that I don't think it's possible, but, like, Boston really has to take a tumble. I don't necessarily know if I see that. Like, I can see them kind of, like, winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one, just because you know, your time comes, 
at every point in the season. That sounds really morbid, but it's kind of true. Like you have your, <laughs> you have your pitfalls of the seasons, but right. um, I, I mean, they're still just really good. Yeah, and you, Carolina well, is close on their tail though. You are yeah, very right about that. 39, eight and five. And with their next win, they're going to be the first team to hit 40 uh, in the regular season. Yeah, and old adage by Phil Jackson. This is regarding basketball, but also I think applies to hockey. You know, first team to hit 40 wins uh, before 20 losses usually ends up. And Boston is uh, well on that pace to doing so, uh, so far. Yeah, they really are. And it's kind of insane. Yeah, well, that wraps up a fun week uh, in the NHL. And as games uh, start start coming back from break, it's going to be fun seeing who slides down, who rises up as we get closer to the trade deadline. Well, it's fun for some of us and just traumatizing for others. But anyway, you guys, you can find us on Instagram at talk underscore hockey to me. And then I believe on TikTok at talk underscore hockey one. Um, let me double check that right now. If TikTok will let me do my thing. Uh, it's talk hockey and then the number one excuse me um yeah and follow us and make sure to rate review and subscribe and thank you so much and we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye